Warning, this episode was recorded earlier this month and a lot more information has been released regarding Ant and the Wasp Quantumania. New information has been added, interrupting some segments of this episode. This episode also contains information that might act as spoilers for the film Ant and the Wasp Quantumania. If you do not want to spoil yourself for Quantumania, turn off this episode. Viewer discretion advised. Now, onto the show. morning marvel fans if it isn't morning when you're listening to this then you should pause it right here wait until next morning and then come back um welcome to the marvel morning podcast the show where i talk about anything and everything marvel cinematic universe i am your host gabe whiteman and in today's episode i'm going to give you my initial reaction and also give some noticeable easter eggs that stood out in ant-man and the wasp quantumania's second trailer that released during monday's college football playoff national championship where georgia obliterated tcu uh, be sure to listen all the way through for my thoughts and a special deal in today's episode. Now go get some coffee or whatever you drink in the morning. I am currently sipping on some iced coffee because it sounded good. Sit down and relax while I dish out my thoughts on Marvel. But first, let's dive right into the Marvel Morning Update. Good morning, Marvel fans. Due to this being a Quantumania-centered episode, all the news today is about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So here's today's headlines. King the Conqueror will appear in one more project except Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania and Loki Season 2 before the Avengers King Dynasty. Reportedly, Jonathan Majors will be playing King the Conqueror as well as other variants in Loki Season 2. So, Loki Season 2 might have more of a role to play in Avengers King Dynasty. Next, the script for Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania has been leaked. Do not try to look at it at all. Please don't. Next. As of now, you can order your tickets for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which releases on February 17th. For me, I'm definitely either seeing it in IMAX or 3D, or both, just to get that extra experience. Finally, merchandise has been released for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. The merchandise is Funko Pops, and among them are Ant-Man, the Wasp in both masked and unmasked versions, MODOK, King the Conqueror, and Ant-Man and MODOK keychains. And that is the Marvel Morning Update. Go buy your Quantumania tickets now. Seriously, go buy them. Okay, so let's first dive in with my initial reaction. So I did get to see it while I was watching the football game. Luckily, it was actually shown and published online through the Marvel account on YouTube, so I was able to watch it again, and I thought this trailer was so much better than the first one. So much better. I remember when I watched the first Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer, and I wasn't really too excited about it. I mean, I was I was excited about it, but I think the second trailer was just so much better just because it actually showed a lot more and actually showed what the movie's about. Whereas the first one, it did show what the movie was about, but it didn't show a lot of content. Um, the first trailer wasn't really Kang-oriented, and that's probably the reason why I didn't like it as much, because Kang the Conqueror is the new bad in Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, and he is going to be the main villain in the multiverse saga. 
So I think that's the main reason why I didn't like the first trailer as much, but I totally love the, the second trailer. Um, I like how there's a lot of dialogue with King. Um, the first trailer wasn't really, again, uh, King-oriented, so I like how there was a lot more dialogue and how he actually revealed a little bit more of the plot and that could maybe reveal just a little bit on, on what the movie might be about, which I'll actually dive into later. Throughout the trailer, it really showed how much of a badass Kang the Conqueror is, especially towards the end, where it shows Kang and Scott fighting. It shows that Kang can punch. He can fight. Like, there was, there was like, a lot of blood on Scott's face, and it showed that he did some pretty good damage to Scott. So it really shows, like, Kang the Conqueror, he can fight, and he is evil and menacing. And then I think we have to just get the elephant out of the room. At the one minute mark of the new trailer, we officially got our first look at MODOK. MODOK, I have my feelings towards it. I mean, I know that MODOK is a certain, has a certain appearance, and I know that they can do whatever they want, but MODOK will always look like MODOK, and he will always look weird because he's a floating head but it is still cool to see modok in the mcu i'll dive into more of modok and my uh things that i noticed um i like how the trailer also showed more of the quantum realm which was very needed um it showed a lot of the quantum realm in the first trailer but i don't think they showed enough of the quantum realm so i think it was very good that they showed a lot of it and maybe and showed some creatures and just showed the environment it was it was awesome i like how they in the beginning of the trailer it showed kang and actually showed his mask reveal his face i like the cgi that was used towards it because it was actually i always wondered how his mask came out and so i'm it was actually it looked really cool it was a nice effect so i think overall this trailer was way more menacing and it revealed a lot more about the film and i just love the second trailer i am like super duper hyped about this movie i am so excited when this comes out february 17th so now i'm actually going to divulge into maybe some noticeable easter eggs and stuff i just noticed and a little bit of breakdown boring mail boring mail boring mail and boring mail huh scott lang Oh my gosh, my very own Ant-Man suit? Man, I hope he doesn't give me the one that he was wearing. Wait, can I actually shrink? Wow, this is so cool. I should record my podcast while I'm tiny. That would be awesome. For my podcast, I use Buzzsprout, and it is the best decision that I've made in choosing a podcast platform. I upload my podcast episodes, and I get to see all my stats. I'm able to upload it to other podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a lot of other platforms. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, just like the Marvel Morning Podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. I haven't had a single problem with my podcast, but I don't know that if I do, the Buzzsprout team can easily help me so I can continue to succeed. 
If you follow the link in the show notes, you can get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan, and it also helps to support the podcast too. Well, I guess I can't stay small forever, so I guess I have to return to normal size. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's not working! I'm small forever! Forever! Now I am going to break down the film, maybe some give some noticeable Easter eggs I noticed, and I'm actually going to give you my final theory on what might happen in the movie, and maybe even a possible post credit scene theory. So first, let's get into the dialogue. So there's a lot of dialogue in this trailer, and I'm just going to go breeze over it. So it starts off with Kang saying, you're an interesting man, Scott Lang. And then he also says, you're an Avenger. And then he also says, you have a daughter, but you've lost a lot of time, like me. We can help each other with that. And then Scott replies with, who are you? And Kang again replies, I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. And Scott says, what's that? Kang says, time. And then the trailer shows some footage, and then Janet Van Tyne starts talking about how he can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. She also says, you cannot trust him. Scott then says, I don't, I don't care who this guy is, I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. Then, some more trailer goes by, and Kang says, let me make this easy for you. You will bring me what I need, or everything you call life will end. Then, Cassie actually has her first dialogue in this trailer, with, this is all my fault. Kang then says, you may want not want her to watch this. Scott says, we, have, we had a deal. Kang says, you thought you could win. But then Scott says, I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. And then there's some finishing um, remarks with Cassie saying, Dad. And then Scott saying, I'm sorry, Cassie. And that's it. Um, Along with the dialogue, there was text on screen, just like any other trailer. And it said, witness the beginning of a new dynasty. And I'll actually dive into that when I give my final theory on what the movie's about. So now... I'm going to give you some details that I noticed. When Kang and Scott were talking, they were talking about time a lot, and I was assuming that they're indicating that this is due to the five-year gap in Avengers Endgame, when Thor cut off Thanos' head and they really didn't do anything because Thanos actually got rid of the stones. Um, And I think because of this five-year gap, this will cause a lot of distance between Cassie and Scott, because when we see Ant-Man, or Scott, Uh, In Avengers Endgame, we see him go to Cassie, but Cassie's all grown up, and it's actually been confirmed by the producer or the director that Cassie's going to be 18 in this movie. So there's a lot of time passed. And so because of that, um, they won't really see eye to eye, and that's just because Scott missed Cassie's growing up phase. And so that's why I think there will be maybe some distance. They won't see eye to eye. So we'll see where that goes. Um, it also teases how powerful Kang the Conqueror is, since Janet Van Dyne said in the trailer that he can rewrite existence and shatter timelines, which is, I think, way more powerful than we who we saw in Loki. So I'm very curious on how powerful Kang the Conqueror is. Hey, uh, this is Future Gabe. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that due to a recent release of a new still from Empire Magazine, it shows King the Conqueror sitting in his time chair that can take him anywhere and any when, according to Kevin Feige, who is the president of Marvel Studios. So, I don't know. 
it's it really shows how powerful Kang is, like I said earlier. So I just wanted to put it out there that there's new image and possibly new abilities for Kang. That's it. Okay, back to the episode. Um, we also see Cassie walking out of a jail cell, and I'm assuming that means she's maybe a troublemaker, and I'm thinking that she landed in jail because, like I said, she's a troublemaker, but she might be trying to do the right thing in her own mind, um, which brings up the fact of Catherine Newton. So I talked about how I was going to dish out my feelings on Catherine Newton and how I think about her recasting. I think that Catherine Newton will be a good role. I'm actually um, a little bit curious on how she portrays the role of Cassie, but I will admit, and I think I can speak on everybody's mind as far as the Marvel fans go, that it is unfair that with no word or smooth transition that they booted Emma Furman, who played Cassie in Avengers Endgame. So it was a little bit unfair that they did that. I wish that they kept her as Cassie, but I'm sure there's a reason why they didn't go with her, but I'm I'm still disappointed. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm excited and I'm curious on how Newton will portray the character. Um, then I also noticed that there was a scene with Ant-Man and he splits in two. Um, and I think I have a little bit of a theory on what is going on here. So first, I think he might be splitting into two variants, since uh, in the trailer you can actually see him uh, have different reactions between the two. So on the one on the left will actually had a reaction, and the one on the right had a reaction. But another theory could be a form of time dilation. So I've seen this in a couple shows or movies where basically they split into two, but stuff that will happen to the character that got split into happens 10 seconds before so then it's almost a way of like seeing into the future i don't know it, it's a it's a theory i don't i doubt they actually put that in the movie but we'll see it's just a theory um next we do see modok like i said um but it is actually confirmed to be Corey Stoll playing Modoc, the same actor that played the antagonist in Ant-Man, Darren Cross, aka Yellowjacket. So my theory on this, I'm excited that Corey Stoll is coming back to the Ant-Man series because he wasn't in um, the second one, but I think it is a variant. I don't think it's the same Darren Cross in Ant-Man, but just in case it is, he could have been transported to the Quantum Realm, uh, Kang might have seen him, fix him up, and therefore Kang, he might be in Kang's debt. I don't know. It's just a theory, because um, I doubt it's the same Darren Cross, but they found a way for Darren Cross to be back in the movie. Hey guys, it's uh, Future Gabe again. Um, I'm interrupting this episode because it has been revealed that in the fifth episode of Loki Season 1 on Disney+, Plus, you can see a giant helmet of the Yellow Jacket, showing why his head is big and why his arms and legs are tiny. So, yeah, this shows that the Darren Cross from Ant-Man is the same person, or variant, that is seen in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So, same guy. So you can basically ignore everything I just said in the previous segment. So, that was it. Okay, back to the episode. Um, I also noticed that we do see a lot of people in blue mask that has, like, the same Kang style, I guess you can say. Um... There's actually a lot of stuff that I wrote in my script that I can't talk about right now because it's in my final theory, but 
basically the people in the blue mask could be the king variants now the reason why i think this is because there are a lot of them and there's a lot of scenes in the first trailer and in the new trailer that was just put out that has just swarms of these guys in blue masks so i think they could be variants and i think that's why um it might be called avengers the king dynasty when it comes out um whenever it is i it's been talked about so long about being a delay now so i don't even know when it's going to come out now um i do have a theory that about hank pym so if you noticed it doesn't in the first trailer and in the second trailer it doesn't really show much of hank pym so i'm thinking that either he's totally benched or he's sidelined in the movie which is probably a solid flaw because marvel movie a lot of the phase four movies have done that where they introduce a character and then they aren't really shown much in the movie um so either that will happen or he will die and that's why we're not showing him much in the movie because they want to build up the anticipation so i don't know what's gonna go on with that um it also shows that the thing that Ant-Man is trying to get for Kang is a gold sphere that is made of many gold circles. It could be housing something that is holding something in the center. Um, and it makes sense because when it showed that gold circle, gold thing, whatever, it didn't actually show the center. So it could actually be what he's trying to steal. And I have no idea what it could be. Um, and then based on some of the shots in the trailer, Kang might have some sort of teleportation technology similar to how Thanos transported from place to place using the space stone. So, it, I mean, it looks a little bit similar. It's obviously not the space stone because I don't know how he can even have an infinity stone, but he can have some sort of transportation technology. So, um, there's that. I also saw that Kang is actually raging war on the quantum realm. So there could be some battling there. And we also see Modok with full armor, which I think he looks better like that than he is with his face. So that is some things that I noticed in the new Ant-Man trailer. And because of that, here is my final theory. I'm going to read it word for word. Basically, Cassie will build a machine that will accidentally bring and trap them in the quantum realm. They'll explore and then meet Kang the Conqueror. Instead of being an enemy, he's going to greet them by saying he is trapped too. He needs something that Amon can get him, assumingly from the new city, Axia, which Bill Murray's character, Lord Kryler, is governor of. The valuable item that Kang wants Amon to steal for him is either the power source or something very valuable of Axia. This valuable item is actually the very thing that Kang needs to get himself and Scott's family home. Ant-Man will quote-unquote trust him, yet he will plan to double-cross him or try to do something heroic that will expose Kang to what he's doing, and that is when Kang will attack and try to kill Scott and everybody, including Axia. In the end of the movie, Kang will escape the quantum realm in some way, with Ant-Man and his family escaping with him, directly causing Avengers Kang Dynasty. And then my post credit scene theory. So we might get a post credit scene in Quantum Mania that will show that Axia has been sending messages to the Signal and Shang-Chi's rings, which will then alert fellow superheroes that Kang is going to wage war on the multiverse. 
This will then either alert Sam Wilson, aka Captain America, about Kang and might tie to Captain America New World Order, or it might have Shang-Chi try to confront Kang on Earth and that will lead to Shang-Chi 2. Another possible post credit scene theory is that Hannah John Cammon is listed on the cast of the movie who played Ghost in Amma and the Wasp. We could see her in the post credit scene in some way that will connect to the movie Thunderbolts that will be coming out in later in 2024-2025. Hey guys, it's uh, Future Gabe again. Don't worry, this is the last time I'm interrupting the episode. I just wanted to let everybody know, since we're talking about the possible post credit scene theory and my theory on what could happen in the movie, according to sources and rumors, so I don't know if this is going to happen, but it would be pretty sick if it was, the post credit scene for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania could connect to the events of Disney Plus's Loki Season 2, which does make sense since it has been reported that Loki Season 2 will have Kang the Conqueror and multiple variants, so it does kind of make sense. And plus, this will be like the first movie that will actually connect to a Disney Plus series. I mean, I know there's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness that connected to WandaVision, but this is like the first movie that connected to a series that, you know, in some way caused it. I don't know. Anyways, that was it. This is the last time I'm interrupting the episode. Um, so, yeah, back to the episode. So, now with that out, that out of the way, I'll elaborate. So, it has been confirmed through sources that in the movie, there will be a city in the quantum realm called Axia. And Bill Murray's character has been confirmed and listed as Lord Kryler, which is the governor of Axia. And so, based on some shots and based on some different views in the trailer it does look like it is all about axia and kang's just a part of it and i think kang will wage war on axia this is just my final theory um i doubt that i actually nailed what the plot is going to be because i've tried to do this in the past and i'm not good at it at all but that is just my theory so i don't know what you think um yeah, so we'll see. I don't know how the movie's going to go. So let's just close this episode out. Okay, so after watching the second trailer, I am pretty excited for Ant-Man 3. Um, I mean, we got to see MODOK. Um, I will admit, he did look pretty dorky. He, I mean, with MODOK, you can't really change his appearance a lot because he's literally just a floating head so you can't really make him look good because again he's just a floating head so and i remember when i watched the trailer so i could break it down i just thought of something when you look at his face in one of the shot in one shot of the new trailer he sort of looks like humpty dumpty from puss in boots I don't know. I mean, he looks like it. He looks like Humpty Dumpty from Bus and Boots. And I didn't even recognize that that was actually Corey, Corey Stoll, Corey Stroll. So I, I don't know. I, I like Modoc being in the MCU, but I do not think that his appearance looks the best as far as his human face goes, but we'll see how Modoc's in Ammon the Wasp Quantumania. Um, we got to see more of Qu- uh, King the Conqueror. 
which I think John Jonathan Majors will have an awesome performance in the movie. Um, I'm also excited since all Marvel Studios accounts have captioned the new trailer with witness the beginning of a new dynasty. So I'm very curious on how this will tie or lead to Kang Dynasty. And it has been confirmed through multiple accounts that this movie will directly connect and cause Kang Dynasty. So I'm very excited on how this will happen. Um, I think at I think in the end, I at least got the part where Kang will uh, escape the quantum realm, and I think that's what what will cause uh, Kang Dynasty. Now, just for jokes, I was theorizing on who might die in Ant-Man 3, if anybody. I think that someone will die in Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, but I think it will be Hank, because he's barely shown in the trailers, so he's either benched or sidelined, or he actually will die. Um, if not, if it's not Hank, then it could be Hope Van Dyne because she is, she has shown more, but in her scenes, it is more dramatic and she isn't shown as much. So it's another theory, um, but she is a little bit more important as far as to her mother, Janet Van Dyne and Hank Pym. So I don't know. It, it's a... Hope Van Dyne is more of a stretch than Hank is, but we'll see. Um, if none of the main characters are going to die, then I could see MODOK dying just because Marvel does that a lot, where they uh, introduce a new character and then they just kill him off at the end. So, we'll, we'll see. But again, this is actually the very first project in Phase 5, so things might change. Who knows? But this is just my initial reaction and some... Uh, I guess a little bit of a breakdown in the Am and the Lost Quantumania second trailer. So hope you guys like it. Uh, if you want to hear more, stay updated with the Marvel Mornings podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the Marvel Mornings podcast anywhere you get your podcast. And I guess I'll see you next week. <laughs>